Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Tyre Power. Think safety this February. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. 12 minutes to eight on SENSA Breakfast. Port Adelaide fans, after eight o'clock this morning, a review of the internal trial at Alberton on Friday night as the Power prepare to take on Adelaide this coming Friday. Uh, Also on the mark. We're talking basketball at the moment after the Gazy Awards last night. I was just having a look after NBA All-Star Weekend, which was an embarrassment to basketball over the weekend. Um, a lot of movements start happening. So they close off the trading window. So all the players have been traded that need to be traded. And then uh, teams start trying now because they want to make playoffs. So the Brooklyn Nets have already fired their coach, Jacques Vaughn. So he's gone. But over his two-and-a-half-year coaching tenure, yeah. um, over 50% win rate. And they said, no, not good enough. See you later. Mm. Ruthless industry. Yes, not ideal. It's good to see Trevor Gleeson, who is a former Perth Wildcats championship coach. He was part of that uh, all-star coaching lineup alongside Doc Rivers yesterday in the the team, the East, that won by scoring 211 points. He was the mastermind of that, was he? Uh, the 36ers got a win too, which was very exciting. It was a bittersweet end to a disappointing season. If you look on calendar years, 2023 was fantastically poor and 2024 was fantastic. But this is what happens in basketball if you don't bank those wins early. Someone who's all across that, our very own Cam Luke. Cam, good morning to you. The Gazies were great last night. The 36ers have a bit of work to do though. Uh, morning, boys. Yeah, the Gages were great. Always a great celebration of uh, what has been an incredible season so far. And, and with the fever break, which is a little frustrating. Uh, obviously, we have to wait like 10 days before the first play-in game. But with the with the fever break, the players could actually let their hair down a little bit last mm. night. So it wasn't uh, an early plane, I guess, back to us. You know, Perth or New Zealand. They're, they're able maybe to have a drink or two if they're that way inclined. Nothing silly, but... Also a night where they can, you know, just relax a little bit, even if it's for just for uh, 12 or so hours. Bryce Cotton is such an incredible story. He continues to commit to the Perth Wildcats, but also committing to this league. And I think it's so uncommon and unfamiliar, Cam, to see a player of his calibre just stay in Australia. I mean, it, it helps when you're probably paid pretty well, but he's only doing good <laughs> things for the game. Well, he's on the same payroll as us guys, right? Uh, being at the end of so I assume we're all on the same amount of cash. Uh, look, yeah, it is. And I, I think that uh, you, can, you can hit rewind and go back to sort of the late 80s and the early 90s. You look at the, the Leroy Logginses, the, the Cal Brutons, the Leonard Copelands. These, these guys who are here, the Bruce Boltons who are here, you know, Mark Davis, of course, uh, Adelaide superstar. These players who were here for a long time, mainly because the league was a little bit different. It wasn't necessarily a a stepping stone to the NBA back in those sort of late 80s, early 90s. Now, that's changed a lot. That's a credit to the league. But it also means we don't get to see the, uh, I guess, the the continuing imports or the non-Australians stay in our backyard and and continually watch them do their thing. It's something we can feel, you know, with the Australian players. We, 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 you know, Brett Maher's a perfect example, had an incredible Hall of Fame career in Adelaide. And as as a fan, the odds of him going anywhere else in the league were you know, slim to none. But when it comes to imports, it's a little different. Bryce Cotton is just a a rare commodity because they build their team around him. They build their salary cap around him. They build their city almost in the (laughs) summer months around him. And honestly, they're building a a, a trophy cabinet around him. He is not just the best player in the league, and he has been since he got here, but he is also part of a very successful team that continually are able to see the reason as to why they pay the guy what he does. And I think it's great for the Wildcats, clearly on court. It's great for the Red Army. It's great for the city of Perth. But it's also good 
for the NBL because we can know at 9.30, and I'm talking Melbourne time where I am, but 9 o'clock in Adelaide, on a Friday night after a long week when you're probably bugging and want to go to sleep, you know you can turn the TV on and Bryce Cotton's going to do his thing. And that's a huge thing, I think, for many, many basketball fans in this country. Now, Cam, uh, we want to talk about the 36ers, of course. Jared sort of documented their lamentable start to the year. Post sort of uh, 2020, well, uh, in 2024, they were much better. What did you make of it? Mm-hmm. And where do they go from here in terms of coaching-wise? I think they go to Brian Gorgian. I, I think that the where there's smoke, there's fire, there's talk of a, a quite a long deal. And, and the fact is, when Brian Gorgian... Uh, he's, when, he, when, he, when he did the newspaper article about a month ago, he said, I want to coach domestically. Now, that automatically for us meant he wants to coach in the NBL. Now, he's been very successful in Asia, so I didn't necessarily think it meant specifically the NBL, but at his age and the family and everyone else here in Australia, it's probably scared that way. Now, what I think Adelaide did really well was not actually engage with Brian Gorgian until their playoff uh, hopes were dashed because Scott Ninnis has done a really good job. Speaking of a, a great South Australian basketball person, the very fact is that he, he stepped in when things weren't going well. He tweaked some things and they played much better. And the improvement in the second half of the year was so obvious to see. And Scott Ninnis deserves a great deal of credit. The reason he's probably not being probably pushed or at least suggested to be the new coach is because Brian Gorgian is available. So mm. I think Brian Gorgian... Uh, is absolutely tracking towards being the coach of that team, barring another team sacking their coach, which I don't think will happen quick enough because Adelaide or whatever Brian Gorgia wants to do, he won't have this wrapped up before he worries about Paris. Of course, he goes to the Olympic Games to try and defend that bronze medal or uh, hopefully go even a little bit better with a gold and a silver. So uh, that's where they're starting. They didn't engage until... Scott Ninnis and, and, and the 36ers couldn't make the playoffs, which I really liked as an organisation led by Grant Kelly. And I think it starts and stops with Brian Gorge. And they got uh, DJ Vasilovic under contract, which is a great start. And from there, they could build. So uh, it's disappointing. I, I, we talk about the Red Army and the Perth Wildcats fans, but the Adelaide basketball fans deserve a pat on the back. And I know you, Walsh, are at the forefront of that every single game. But it is sold out and has been sold out, even when the team hasn't been playing particularly well. Uh, they deserve some success. And I have a feeling that if they get this right in the off-season, which I'm confident they're tracking that way, success will come sooner rather than later. Cam, if Brian Gorgian is the guy that ends up coaching the 36ers, does that impact free agency in potentially a positive way? We know that Isaac Humphreys is still deciding what his future looks like, but um, does his resume, Brian Gorgian, the, the fact that he's coaching the national team, does that have the um, ability to attract players to Adelaide just to play under him? No doubt. No doubt. I think there's a huge attraction to play under Brian Gorgian and the, the winningest coach coach in NBL history. And I think Isaac Humphries is a perfect example of that. I know that, uh, and I touch wood for him right now, because he's so insanely talented. He's very young, which a lot of people forget, that one year at Kentucky and then the injuries and not being able to get on the court consistently was a thing of the past particular year. So the very fact that he is like, hey, you know what, there's more money. You know, there's some more opportunities. There's teams that are asking the question, so you're holding off. But he's also holding off to see who the coach is, which is not disrespectful to Scott Ninnis, but if Brian Gorgian comes in, he wants to build his team around a big centre like Isaac, then that changes that conversation a little bit and may even change the financial implications. So once Gorge comes in, or if he comes in, I, I'm not speaking like it's done, but if he does come in, 
there is no doubt conversations within the club with players already there, headlined by Isaac Humphries and Trey Cal, who I thought was much better this year as a 36 than he was previous as a South East Melbourne Phoenix player. Uh, there is no doubt things change in the eyes of many. Both not here just in Australia, but internationally as well. Mm, uh, that's sounding very nice. Cam, thanks for your time this morning. No drama, boys. Have a good day. Cam Luke joining us there, our very own on SEN. You can always listen to him and his insight into basketball. And also footy during the winter is brilliant. Bix, caretaker, coach. We've spoken about this before, and you were one at the Adelaide Crows. Did you did you want the senior coaching job, or did you have an understanding that it wasn't going to be yours? I'm trying to put myself in the position um, of Scott Ninnis here. Well, I think what ends up, this is my experience. I really enjoyed doing it. Um, they asked me to put an application in so I did um, and it was a good it was a good process to go through but the reality in my case was very different to Scott Ninnis I had only just come back to coaching so I was in my second year as an assistant coach and so the other people that were putting their applications in were very experienced uh, assistant coaches who had success with other clubs. So I, I realistically didn't uh, like my chances. But anyway, I thought the process was good to go through. Scott Ninnis um, has been a coach before, stepped into the fold, has made – you know, I, I coached the last six games. This is pretty much the last half of the year, so it's a much longer period. And I must say, they got better the longer the the sort of period he's been coaching. So he, he does make a case – but at the same time, I still feel like it's a, it's an easy uh, role being the step-in interim coach because you can just say, oh, let's release the shackles. Let's do a bit of this. Let's do a bit of that. The bit of the pressure's off. It's much harder when you say, okay, now you've got the job for the next three years. Build a, a game style. Create something that is going to win championships. That That is a much harder uh, proposition. And when you're talking about someone like Brian Gorgian, you know that he's actually done that before. We have a little bit of recency bias as well. When I say recency bias, um, as in games that are close to home, because yes, Scott's done an, an amazing job, but the the losses away from home have also been quite challenging. So 18 point loss to the Brisbane Bullets, um, 23 point loss to the Jack Jumpers. So the losses mm. have been poor. The wins have been good. John Casey suggests that Scott Ninnis will be the coach. He's going to get the gig, no problems at all. I he think, is. Uh, look, he, he will get the job. He was all but ordained by uh, the executive chairman and club owner Grant Kelly during the corporate function pre-game on Sunday when I hosted. So, so Cap says it's Brian's, and John says it's Scott's. Mm. Well, there you go. We've got a divergence of opinions. I don't know what way it's going to go. I, I also. Don't know what to expect. The one thing I do know is Brian Gorgian plays a very interesting style of basketball, which isn't talk, as... Talk to me. What, when you say that, stop the cryptic stuff and just tell me... Brian straight. Gorgian's uh, traditionally been a very defensive kind of basketball coach. It's a you're Ross Lyon type. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, th- this is just me. I Once again, you can write what I know about basketball, <clears throat> excuse me, on a postage stamp. But you've got the coach of the Olympic team. So someone who has been sort of given that responsibility, Mm. which would suggest he's one of the best in the country and he's available and you've had an issue with trying to get a good coach. I would think you would try and go as high up the tree as you can get. On the mark, straight after this on SENSA.